Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Say's 8 is September 21st. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be going over my recap of the game between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, some takeaways, and generally what I thought in my reaction to this game. So, to get right into it, the Buffalo Bills won this game by a score of 31-28. It was a three-point loss, and as I said in the last episode, because the Dolphins only lost by 10, I said it was not closer than the score would suggest, and this one kind of gave that same feeling. It really felt like the Bills dominated despite what we saw on the scoreboard, but there were definitely more positives to take away from this game than in the game before. Uh, This was a home game for the Dolphins. At one point in the fourth quarter, they actually had a lead, which I will talk about in a little bit. So even though I do feel like they were dominated in a sense, it was still a better game, I thought, than last week, or at least there were more positives to take away from it. So to go over the team stats here real quick, total yards, the Buffalo Bills had 524, but if you look at the Miami Miami Dolphins, 410. So that shows you the offensive side of the ball looked definitely more alive in this game. You look at the yards per play, 8.9 for the Buffalo Bills, which told a huge story compared to the Dolphins, 5.7. Passing, though, 413 for the Bills, 311 for the Dolphins. Rushing yards, 111 for the Bills. But then, 99 for the Dolphins. That's something we haven't seen in quite some time. Uh, Yards per rush, 4.5. When you compare that to last season with what was happening with Kalen Balazs, that is a massive step forward in the rushing category. So last week, the main headline was Cam Newton dominating the Dolphins. And in this game, it was dominated by Josh Allen. The guy put up Just a ridiculous stat line. If you look at the numbers, he had 24 for 35, 417 yards passing, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He also had 18 on the ground. Now, I will emphasize Josh Allen likes to run a lot. It is very uncharacteristic of him to have this little rushing yards, and the Dolphins were able to minimize that, but at the cost of him just surgically dicing up this Dolphins secondary. Now, when it comes to Josh Allen and his skill set, I know a lot of Dolphin fans and myself included, I like to kind of bring up his accuracy issues, but I don't think it's as bad as Dolphin fans make it out to be. But with that being said, I don't think his accuracy issue is a non-factor like Bills fans make it out to be. I think it's somewhere in between because there were definitely a handful of times in this game, whether he either missed wide open receivers, he missed John Brown on what would have been a touchdown. Uh, He got bailed out by Stephon Diggs on what should have been an interception, but Stephon Diggs just, you know, made an amazing play on the ball but then at the same time I have to give props to Josh Allen because he threw some dimes he connected with uh, Stefan Diggs on another on the run just clutch throw along the sidelines he later connected with John Brown on a very deep pass which actually came right after his missed throw literally the following play and then earlier in the game he threw this dime to Cole Beasley as he was running towards the sidelines so there were a handful of very good throws by Josh Allen his accuracy issue I think is still there but it's somewhere in the middle. It's not a non-factor like Bills fans suggest, and I don't think it's as bad as Dolphin fans suggest. Somewhere right there in the middle. Now, 
Buffalo receiving right here. Stephon Diggs is going to be the other headline. The guy had 153 yards on eight catches. He also had a touchdown. And a lot of this came, very important to note here, Byron Jones left the game very early on with what was said to be a groin injury. He was unable to return. So you would think the Dolphins in his place, Stephon Diggs, a very clear number one wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, would put Xavier Howard on him. They elected not to do that. Xavier Howard would actually say after the game that it was part of the game plan uh, for Igbenogany to be on Stefan Diggs in that scenario and that ended up happening and Stefan Diggs I'll give it to him you know I don't think he's in that top tier quite of receivers you know with the Michael Thomases with the Julio Jones with the Hopkins but he's definitely a notch below and when it comes to his route running the guy is spectacular he knows how to run routes and dice up defenders and that is what he did to a rookie Noah Igbenogany. Igbenogany was just getting absolutely roasted in this game, just torched, it seemed like, on every play. And it also seemed like Igbenogany got burned by Gabriel Davis on his touchdown reception in this game. He looked completely lost, and it seemed like he was getting burned very early on in the route, and he was just playing catch-up the entire time. Now, this is obviously not a good sign uh, when you draft a rookie in the first round. He's getting burned like this. To an extent, it is expected. And what I will say to kind of ease some people's minds with Noah Igbenogany's performance is I remember distinctly Xavier Howard in his rookie season going up against AJ Green, him getting mossed, and I believe it was a Thursday night game, and on primetime, the guy was getting absolutely dominated by one of the best in the league. I think this was a very similar situation here, and it was just a veteran, seasoned veteran, knows exactly what to do going up against a rookie and taking complete advantage of it. Still kind of a shocking decision in my mind by the coaches to have a rookie on Stefan Diggs and to continuously try it even though it is not working. But at the end of the day, what can you say? It is what it is. It just looks like the Bills took advantage of what was a clear mismatch. Now, John Brown also had a pretty good day. He had 82 yards and a touchdown. His touchdown came on this big 46-yard reception and Xavier Howard was the one covering John Brown on this play. It looked like on the play before, he got burned and got lucky that, jo uh, that Josh Allen missed him on the throw. And then on the following play, same thing happens. He gets burned. I don't know if he expected Bobby McCain to be there and to help him out over the top. But nonetheless, you know, he was wide open. I thought Xavier Howard looked kind of lethargic out there. Not an encouraging performance from what was supposed to be a very good secondary here. When you go out, you make two of the highest paid corners in the NFL. Uh, I understand one leaves the game early, but then the other one's a first round rookie. I think you expect to see something a little bit more promising. This was a very underwhelming performance by the secondary. Cole Beasley also had 70 yards in this game. Uh, a lot of those came on Nick Needham, who I think a lot of people are roasting on Twitter, and I understand he gave up several big plays in this game. Uh, but at the same time, he was all over the field when it came to tackling. I think he kind of, to an extent, redeemed himself because he was so involved on getting some of these guys on the ground. He ended the game with 12 tackles and led the Dolphins that was a career high for him. Now, surprisingly, uh, the Bills didn't run the ball too much in this game. 10 carries for Singletary for 56 yards. Zach Moss, who I said in my expectations video that he was going to have a monster day, he did not have that. Eight carries for 37 yards. Both of these guys were efficient, but the Bills are just a team that loves to throw the ball apparently this year. They are running a lot with four receivers on the field or more. 
and it just looks like they want to throw the ball. There was a time in this game in the fourth quarter with four minutes left, and you would think that the Bills would sit on the ball, try to run out some time, but then on four of the five next plays they elected to throw, uh, that either says a lot about what the Bills are trying to do, or it says a lot about what they think of the Dolphins' secondary. Now, when it comes to some of the other guys on the defensive side of the ball, Kyle Van Noy, I think, is kind of up and down, because there are some times where I wish he was a little bit more aggressive, or a little bit more uh, physical, and that's kind of what I expected when I thought he was going to come to the team, but instead, we're getting somebody who kind of, uh, you know, he sits back a little bit more, he definitely has a, vi- a very high football IQ, and he knows where to be on the field, and I think that showed because he almost had this very nice, what could have been a pick six. He was lurking. He read Allen's, uh, you know, uh, vision perfectly, almost came down with what would have been a game-changing interception, was very close. But at the same time, when it comes to stopping the run, the linebackers in general, they all look kind of undersized and not aggressive enough or not physical enough, and they are getting dominated in the run game or when it comes to tackling in general. seems like they really struggle to get guys down on the ground with the first hit. Uh, but those are just my thoughts. Christian Wilkins, I thought too, kind of up and down. There are a lot of plenty of times where I think it won't show on the stat line, but he is causing disruption in the backfield and leading to some decent tackles for losses or applying pressure to the quarterback. But then at the same time, there are other plays where he just gets completely pushed aside and there is a gaping hole for the running back. So overall, it was a very discouraging performance from the defense. They were just getting completely dominated and the Bills were able to do whatever they wanted wanted whenever they were on the field. Now, if we look at the other side of the ball and take a look at what the Dolphins did offensively, they made a huge jump in this game in terms of what they were able to do. And I think a lot of that could be attributed to Devontae Parker, even though he wasn't, uh, you know, the player of the game on the offensive side of the ball, which I will go into in a second. I think just his presence there, him being such a weapon on this team, uh, I think it really takes a lot of the focus off of some of the other guys. So I think Devontae Parker, who came out there healthy, I was worried about his hamstring, but he looked pretty good. Five catches, 53 yards, and he did have a touchdown early on in this game. So to go back to the quarterback real quick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 31 for 47, 328 yards, two touchdowns, a very solid bounce back game, I thought, from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, When it comes to the receiving, though, this is where you get to the player of the game on the offensive side of the ball for Miami, and that was very obviously Mike Gesicki, who had eight catches for 138 yards and a touchdown. Both his catches and his yards were a career high for him. The yard total was the franchise record for a tight end for the Miami Dolphins, so a big round of applause for Mike Gesicki. The guy had an outstanding game, including this miraculous one-handed snag where he just reached out and picked it out of the air. He also had his touchdown reception on a very contested catch. Uh, He was doing well after the catch as well. It was just a very good game from Mike Kosicki. And to my surprise, it seemed like the Bills were treating him as a wide receiver. Many people were expecting him to have a great game because of the linebacker issue. Uh, The Bills didn't have Tremaine Edmonds or Matt Milano. Their linebacker core uh, was really depleted. But it seems like they were treating him as a wide receiver, having cornerback Levi Wallace on him for most of the game. And that is where Mike Kosicki had most 
of his success. So when it comes to Mike Gesicki, I think we all know what kind of potential he brings athletically. The guy can jump out of the gym. He has a massive frame at six foot six. He is fast as well as he shows when he when he's able to get the ball and run after the catch. There is a lot of potential when it comes to Mike Gesicki. His downside is he is not the greatest of blockers. And for that reason, people regard him more as this potential wide receiver hybrid because he's more of a receiving tight end. But with that being said, I think we could all be ecstatic about the potential of him being utilized more on a week-to-week basis. Now, another guy for the Dolphins who had a great job receiving in this game and I don't think is getting enough credit is Isaiah Ford, who had seven catches for 76 yards in this game. The guy is as reliable as they come. It looks like when it comes to running these spot routes, he knows exactly where uh, he has to be. And if you watch my video where I summarize this receiver group for the Dolphins, I talked about how Ryan Fitzpatrick said a lot of the guys will turn to him and say, hey, what's the play here? What are we going to do? Because he knows football that well and that he memorizes the playbook to a T. And a lot of the coaches said they could even see him being a coach in the future. And you kind of get that feeling when he is on the field that he is calm, he is collected, he knows exactly where he has to be. He goes north and south and he just seems like a very reliable guy on this team. And I like that from Isaiah Ford. Now, the last receiver I want to mention here for a second is Preston Williams, who had a catch for 26 yards early on in the game, beautifully placed by Ryan Fitzpatrick, a dime right over the head of Tredavious White, right by the pylon was almost a touchdown. But then later on in the game, right in his chest, Preston Williams dropped what would have been a very easy touchdown and more than likely gave the Dolphins a win in this game. Now, I know it's still early on in the season and it is a very small sample size, but Preston Williams just does not look like the same guy to me as what we saw last season. It seemed like Preston Williams last year was making a lot more of these aggressive contested catches where it seems like he is more passive this season, like more of a player in the background where it seemed like last year there was a legitimate case for him to be the wide receiver one for this team, whereas this year it seems like he's almost forgettable at times. So I'm hoping he can turn it around. Drops were an issue for him last year, especially in the preseason, so that isn't necessarily a surprise, but when it comes to everything else, he just doesn't seem like he is as competitive as he was or aggressive as last season. Now, to get into the rushing real quick for the Dolphins, if you're somebody who's out there in fantasy football looking for someone to go after who is a member of the Dolphins, you want to go out and get one of your guys, Miles Gaskin looks like he could be that guy. It seems like he is very clearly carving out a role for himself as the lead back for this team. In this game, seven carries. 46 yards. He also had 36 yards receiving on six catches. He is heavily involved and I love what he brings to the table. To me, there is no reason to turn away from him. Uh, the guy looks composed. I love the way he runs. He looks completely controlled whenever he is running. He is taking hits. He knows exactly which direction to go. He looks completely balanced when he is running and it looks like there is no wasted motion when he is running with the ball. There are some other guys in the league when I watch guys 
guys like uh, James Conner, for instance, who it looks like they were just running so hard, but not really going anywhere. And then when I look at Miles Gaskin, to me, it's kind of the opposite. He's running very smoothly. He looks so balanced and calm and collected, and he is just getting what he can every time. And for the majority of the time, it pays off really well for him. He is just doing tremendous out there. I am loving what I'm seeing from Miles Gaskin. Uh, Matt Breida also had a pretty good day in this game. He had seven carries for 37 yards. He looked like he was shot out of a cannon on a few of these runs. I think this was a little bit more of the Matt Breida that we were expecting, but still not to the, the level that we're hoping. So maybe in the future, we could have some better games from Matt Breida. But when it comes to Jordan Howard, man, it seems like the guy just about lost his role on this team. Another weak outing from him. He did have a touchdown. I'm sure that he will always have uh, kind of a role when it comes to these goal line carries. But even then, I'm not too confident in him getting that one yard when he's on the goal line. The guy had five five carries, four yards in this game. He did have that touchdown, but he was brought in as somebody that could be this guy who has a power, who could lay the hammer on people, and he has left a lot to be desired. He hasn't been that. The explosiveness from him has been missing severely, I think, when I watch him. There is just nothing that appeals to me. It seems like every carry for Jordan Howard that is not given to Miles Gaskin at this point is a waste, and that's just the way that I'm looking at it right now. Now, as for the offensive line, this part was awesome to see. I thought they were going to struggle with this very tough Buffalo Bills front, but I thought the Dolphins' offensive line here held their own, and Austin Jackson, I thought, looked amazing in this game. He was holding his man. He wasn't allowing him to beat him too badly. Remember, this is a very tough Bills defense, and it seems like even when he was getting pushed back, he wasn't letting the guy go around him. If I had to point to any guy on this Dolphins offensive line and say that they are a liability, it would be Jesse Davis who was on the opposite side. And that could play a much bigger role and be a much bigger problem once Tua comes in when you consider that Tua is a left-handed quarterback. That is his blind side. And I would be more concerned about having Jesse Davis protecting Tua's blind side there. But when it comes to Austin Jackson on the opposite side, I think that is solid. It is so foreign to me to see a Dolphins quarterback with this amount of time. It's also pretty foreign to see an offensive line that is opening up holes for the running back. I mean, when you consider what happened last season, how that ended up for every running back who touched the ball, the Dolphins came in here, got great production out of Miles Gaskin, got great production out of Matt Breida. Now, Jordan Howard, that's a different story, but these guys are able to find openings. And frankly, I think the offensive line is not anything that you should point at this season and say, that is why we're losing. In fact, I'm pretty proud of the offensive line considering the circumstances, how young they are, having new guys out there for the team. Uh, this is finally a year where I think whoever is behind center you know, it's not putting them out there to die. Now they actually have a chance to go out there and make some solid reads. So overall, though, the offense made a tremendous jump in this game. It was surprising that despite the defensive woes, the Dolphins were able to hang in there, have a lead at one point in the fourth quarter, and only lose this game by three. But I think I can speak for most Dolphin fans. If you're somebody who watches the Dolphins pretty frequently, you may feel the same way, that when you're watching the offense, and this has been a problem for years now. It seems like they can go across the field, but it takes so much effort. It's a struggle. They finally get there. You're excited. They had to surgically just, uh, you know, go yard by yard across the field to finally get the touchdown. You're hyped. You're excited. They have the momentum. And then the defense comes on 
and the other team is just able to rack up big plays with ease. It seems like other teams are able to get yardage so simply, but the Dolphins have to work for every single yard they get. And that has been an issue that has plagued the team. Uh, I'm hoping we could turn it around, at least from the offensive side. I do think there was a lot more hope to go off after this game. But the defense, I, I don't think it is a stretch to say at all that the defense looks almost identical to how it looked last season. And when you consider all the veterans this team brought in, the guys that they drafted early on in the draft, you would expect this defense to have taken a pretty big step. Yet we're seeing an almost mirror image from the defense that we saw at the beginning of the season last year, one that looked lethargic, one that looked lifeless and confused. And we're just seeing that too much. And I'm not going to say that this performance warrants fans being super mad and, you know, giving up on the team. I mean, at the end of the day, somehow the Dolphins only came away uh, losing this game by three points. I mean, if they had Byron Jones, there's a pretty good chance they upset the Bills here. If Preston Williams catches that ball, there is a good chance. If Jordan Howard's able to run it in, there are a lot of things that could have made this game go a different direction. But at the same time, I do think it is kind of alarming the state of the defense. That is not what I expected defensively from this team with all the talent they brought in from having a defensive-minded coach. All of those things put together, it's just a massive shock to see this kind of performance on the defensive side of the ball for the Dolphins. So quick summary here, Josh Allen just had his way with the Dolphins, threw it all over him, 417 yards, four touchdowns, huge day from Stephon Diggs, really took advantage of Noah Igbenogany, the rookie who who was tasked with covering them. You go look at the offensive side of the ball for the Dolphins, a massive improvement there, something you should be excited about. Uh, the rushing was there as well. Miles Gaskin looks like a viable starter for this team, which should have you excited. He looks great. And then Mike Gesicki, a career game from him, uh, just an absolute performance, tremendous catch as well. Definitely some things to be excited for on the offensive side of the ball for the Dolphins. So guys, that is how I'm going to wrap it up. As always, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at via the source. If you want to follow my personal account, you can do so at Shady Steven. Uh, if you could leave a review on the Apple Podcast app, that would be a tremendous help. If you are watching this on YouTube, a subscribe would mean a ton, guys. And I appreciate all the interaction, the comments. I really like to see that you guys are enjoying the content so far. That is awesome. So until next time, though, guys, I'm Steven Masso, and this was via the source.